Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We know your life will be changed for the better by listening to God's word. If you'd like to know more about Trinity Beaumont or contribute to our ministry, please visit www.trinitybeaumont.com. Today it's us. Welcome to the stage, us. <laughs> We're so um, polished. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're not. Is this yours? I didn't drink out of that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, not with him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Have you guys been enjoying the um, series, Sons and Daughters? Yes, last week was, oh, I was just trying to quiz them, oh. pop quiz, pop quiz. <laughs> baptism of the Holy Spirit, you'll run people off if you tell them pop sorry, quiz. some people like quizzes, you know, yeah, weird people, oh, <gasps> now you're going to run those people off, <laughs> we've run everyone out, <laughs> um, baptism of the Holy Spirit, before that was pray, prayer, no, worship, secret place, yes, prayer. So the first, how we set it up was the first was beholding his image the first four weeks. And then the second four are reflecting his image. So I think that's super cool because today we're talking about something that is very reflective of his image. And the Bible talks a lot about it. Um, An outward product. Anybody can guess? Oh, guess. that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good guess. Uh, fruit of the Spirit and gifts Fruits of the and Spirit. Gifts. Fruits and gifts. That's what we're calling today. Fruits, Fruits and, and gifts. gifts. Yes. What'd and you if talk, you want to. What you talk about at church? Fruits and gifts. Fruits and gifts. <laughs> I'm like, what kind of fruits and gifts? That's a great opener, though, because people will be like, what's that? What are they talking about? Fruits and gifts of the Spirit. Of the Spirit. And His Spirit is, come on, what makes the difference? Have you guys been impacted by the Holy Spirit this morning? I mean, Wow. Just absolutely, um, just so impacted. Did I not get you a copy of this? Okay, cool. Um, so, yes, we're talking about uh, fruit of the Spirit, gifts of the Spirit. Um, so you can open up your Bibles. Or we're going to start in um, the gifts. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I don't want you to be uninformed. It's just a joke because that's what he says in the Bible. <laughs> First Corinthians 12. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we'll be in the Passion, but um, you can read whatever translation Chris, do you, you wanna want. Chris, you want to slap that screen up there? Did you get that screen? That slide? <gasps> there she is. Yeah. So if you need to take a picture of this or you want to download it, we can uh, definitely help you out with it with that because this is all of the gifts and all of the fruit in one. And yes, I know it can seem like a lot, especially if you're new to this, or maybe if you've even been around it for a while, you're like, I don't even know, like, where to get, where to start. I mean, sometimes like, I get confused yeah, a little bit, so I mean, don't feel bad. Yeah, I do too. Um, it's a lot. But um, really, uh, I wanted to start by talking, we wanted to uh, start by talking, and do we want to pray? That might be a good thing to do, uh, by talking about the differentiation between the two. Yeah, you can pray. Okay, well, Lord, we just thank you for your presence, first and foremost, just most of all, you're um, absolutely the reason um, we're here, and just the reason we have all of the, the gifts and fruit <laughs> themselves uh, by your spirit, and we just we just say, no spirit, but the Holy Spirit here, you're just so welcome in this place. Um, 
to uh, change mindsets. Um, we just pray for uh, ears to be opened and um, eyes to just be uh, given revelation light and uh, just for sensitive and soft hearts. Uh, we don't want to leave the same. We want to be changed by your presence and everybody who believes that in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so um, the big difference about the gifts and the fruits, and we had a little bit of a disagreement here in this, um, which is good. She was like, I'm sorry I'm poking holes in your, your doctrine. And I'm like, no, I'm like, a questioner. I think that's good. Like, I don't even know how I got here. It's important I, to make sure that you don't just say something about the scripture without actually really believing in it. Um, but in prayer yesterday, I was just like, wow, like I'm so thankful for God's presence. And I felt like the Holy Spirit just kind of spoke to me about the differentiation between the gifts and the fruit was that fruit is more of an eternal aspect thing because uh, of how it impacts and affects today and also tomorrow and forever, while gifts are something that just more so affect this age that we're in. Um, and the reason I say that is because of what 1 Corinthians chapter 13 says. Yeah, I can repeat what I said. Um, so I felt like what I heard the Lord speak to me about the differentiation between gifts and fruit are that gifts are more so impactful for today. What I, so, so gifts are for now. Yeah, gifts are for, for now, for this age. And fruit is eternal. It's not just something that is impactful for today. So the reason I say that and the reason um, I find Scripture to support that is what uh, 1 Corinthians 13, uh, 8 says, that even though um, it says love never fails, where there are prophecies, they will fail. Where there are tongues, they will cease, and where there is knowledge, it will vanish away. Um, so, in other words, these gifts that we see, which are for today and were um, manifested um, through Jesus and were commanded to uh, even manifest ourselves, the works Jesus said, John um, 14, 12, the works I do, you will do and greater. So we're supposed to be producing the gifts of the Spirit, um, but they're, they're not something that are going to go on forever because it even said, you know, tongues, tongues are going to cease. Um, but Jesus never said anything like that in the same manner about uh, the fruit of the spirit. So uh, fruit really is more so eternal. Um, and I even made a little notation here. Gifts are a manifestation of God's spirit that point people to Christ. They're a way to connect people to the father's heart, but ultimately they'll pass away. So, gifts are for now. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you can um, put this up in the Passion, that'd be great. Uh, verse 8, starting in verse 8, and uh, verse 1, it says, concerning spiritual gifts, I don't want you to be ignorant, which is what Caitlin started off with. So, um, this, is, this is down the list of the different ones. Uh, the Spirit gives to one the word of wisdom, to another the same Spirit gives the word of revelation knowledge. Um, and to another, the same spirit gives the gift of faith. To another, the same spirit gives gifts of healing. Um, to another, power of work of miracles. Another, to the gift of prophecy. Another, gift to discern what the spirit is speaking. Another, gift of speaking different kinds of tongues. And the last is the gift of interpretation. So, again, gifts are what? They're important. They're for today. We should um, be producing gifts. Um, in the same way that we should be producing uh, the fruit of the Spirit. Um, skip down to the uh, last couple of verses in verse 29. He goes on to state this, that 
Um, if you'll put that up, great. Not everyone is apostle or prophet or teacher. You can just say, thank God. Hallelujah. Not everyone performs miracles. So you can sigh of relief. I haven't performed any miracles because not everyone does. Or has gifts of healing or speaks in tongues or interpret tongues. However, you should all constantly boil over with passion seeking the higher gifts. So just because you don't or haven't doesn't mean that you shouldn't seek them. But he goes on to say, I will show you a superior way to live that is beyond comparison. So right here we have a little bit of a, um, a conflict and tension within God's word. How many of you guys ever got to a passion or scripture and you're like, well, this is frustrating. I thought you said I'm supposed to seek it, but you're telling supposed me to boil honest. over with passion, but there's a better way. Yeah. <laughs> so the reason why there's a better way is because how many of you guys know that God is three things? God is uh, light. God is good. And what's the last one? God is love. So um, those three things we know that God is. There may be, I, I don't think that there's any more because the Bible um, sums up God's nature in this way pretty um, uh, consistently throughout Scripture. And so the whole next chapter goes on to talk about the superior way. Does anybody know the, what the superior way is? Thank you. First Corinthians chapter 13 is the love chapter. And it's it's trendy. It's, you know... Instagrammable, you know, it's tweetable, it's all these things, but it's a lot harder to actually do. It's a lot harder to actually love your neighbor and be kind and patient to people when they're not kind and patient to you. And so the whole chapter talks about that, and um, it's an important chapter to, to uh, learn, to understand, to pray, and to just um, really exude. Um, but I'm not, we're not teaching about that today solely. Um, but I, so I want to skip to the very first verse of chapter 14, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, uh, to kind of wrap up the gifts, because um, we don't want to spend a whole lot of time on them, but we do want you not to be ignorant. That we will soon, about later. About the gifts. Um, I would really encourage you guys, if you have questions about the gifts, what are the revelatory gifts? What did he just say? Write down <laughs> that question. Um, the revelatory gifts are something that are important and just will absolutely bless your life for you to walk in and experience. And I'd love for you guys um, to talk about that more in house groups this week. Uh, in fact, um, I'll probably just, you know, have you guys do that since we're going to be um, uh, leading our own house group. Um, so uh, to wrap all this up, uh, this is in the Amplified, actually, if you would, please. I didn't give you my notes, so Christy, thank you for just being so super, like, on the ball and just yeah she's killing it back there amazing thank you so much so he says this after he says all that to eagerly pursue it but yet there's a better way and love is the better way he goes on to say something else he said this way that we're supposed to eagerly pursue seek and acquire this love make it your aim your great quest and earnest but he says and earnestly desire and cultivate the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy, which next week, if you didn't know already, next week we're actually going to be spending time on this specific gift because the scripture states this. He says that I desire that you should all prophesy. So interpret the divine will and purpose inspired preaching and teaching. Pastor Kate's going to bring that word next week, and it's going to be awesome. So now you know. 
that God desires for us not to be ignorant about the gifts. It's right here in the Bible, and there's a pretty good um, teaching about it if you take the time to go through um, each one of those gifts. Uh, the Passion Translation even breaks down um, their translation and teaching and understanding about what each gift is and isn't. And so I would just really encourage you guys to, to go after that because of what the Scripture says. We should desire and cultivate the, the gifts. Amen? Isn't that what the Scripture says? Amen. Okay. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then uh, the next thing uh, we're going we're gonna, to uh, move on to is uh, the fruit of the spirits. Um, and so uh, we said that you, you should do this. You should always, <laughs> um, always grow. You should always produce fruits. If we're following Christ, we should be producing fruit, right? If we're not producing fruit, then there's the problem. Sorry. Step on your toes. Um, I was thinking, so I'm going to go through the fruits of the spirit um, and talking about even like the Greek word, uh, which I cannot pronounce some of these. So I can just give you this paper later if you want it. Because <laughs> some of them are very hard. But first, I was just thinking, because we're talking about love, right? Love is, love is first. It's Galatians 5.22 if you want to turn there. I gotta go. I don't want to turn right now. I have it right here. Yeah, I have it. Galatians 5:22. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which His presence within accomplishes. This is the Amplified Classic. If, oh, you got it. Look at that. Is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those are all sometimes hard to do, aren't they? <laughs> Against such thing, there is no law. And I just, I, I was thinking about this. Sometimes I get my head, brain gets ahead of myself, so let me slow down. We're going to go through love first. So love is agape, and agape love is not sentimental, is, this, is not a sentimental sweet. It's a choice to put others first and sacrifice on, on their behalf. And that kind of love only comes through God's power. So let's just stop for, I'm, I'm sorry. I have to stop on love. I'm sorry. We just have to stop on love for a second. So I was thinking, because if you go through this, also patience talks about, patience is macrothumia, is Greek. And patience here in the, in the gifts of the spirit, I mean the fruit of the spirit, sorry. It says patience does not refer to keeping your temper or waiting out of inconvenience. It actually means long suffering in the face of persecution or abuse. And it brings to mind First um, Corinthians 13, of course, and like Jesus' silence while he's being whipped and beaten for our iniquities and our, our uh, all diseases, Isaiah 53 and 54. But what I was thinking is like, okay, so, so I just get, I just, I just start thinking. So patience isn't actually a fruit of the Spirit, so I don't have to be patient with people. Like, <laughs> I just have to be patient if they persecute me, but I don't have to be patient, like, otherwise. But then the Lord is like, wait a second. Love has a lot of things that it is, right? <laughs> so love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. Love is not arrogant or rude. First Corinthians 13. Yes. 4 through 7. Sorry. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. And love never ends. 
And then 1 Corinthians 1 says, I just wanted to add 31. this. Yeah, I just wanted to add this. Because if you are, if you're working in the gifts of the Spirit, if you're working in miracles, if you've seen miracles, if you speak in other tongues, if you interpret tongues, if you have words of knowledge, if you prophesy, it doesn't even matter <laughs> if you don't have love. It's not, it's not going to be lasting. <laughs> That's what it said. Verse or genuine. One, verse 1 says, if, if I speak with the tongues of men and angels, apparently angels have a different language, um, but I don't love, I have become like a sounding brass or clanging cymbal. And if I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and, and all knowledge and I have all faith... So that I could remove mountains, but I have not love, I'm nothing. If I give everything away to the poor, and I give my body to be burned, but I don't have love, it profits me nothing. I mean, okay, wait, let's stop. If you give your body to be burned, but you didn't love, you're still a clanging symbol. <laughs> Even if you're a martyr, <laughs> and you give your body to be burned, how... I just think that I think there, there's there's an eternal impact on things that we do when it's produced by the Spirit. God cares about how you treat others. Like I think that's one of His highest things, honestly. I would have never guessed. Conviction. What? The law of love, you know, love God and love other people the way that you love yourself. Because He said the second commandment. But sometimes is it's, it it just sounds cute, right? <laughs> and sometimes you think you're loving. By sacrificing yourself, and that's not actually a genuine thing. Like, I don't know. No, I mean. You know what I'm saying? I've never, it's never happened to me. Like, if you're angry at people because you're like, I'm, <laughs> I'm serving you, why aren't you grateful? That's not love. Like, you're doing it out of you want some recognition. Why don't you appreciate me? Or obligation, or you feel like this is what you're supposed to do, but that's not actually, you're not actually doing it out of a place of love for the Lord or love for people. And so it's not, it's not going to be genuine. So reflecting in, him in, in, is really yeah. important because if you're not doing it with, with pure motives, then you're not actually reflecting him because he's, he's truth. He is truth. He can't lie. I just think that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, you see people who are doing the work of the ministry and having the gifts, but if they don't have love, no reward. Just clanging symbol. It's crazy. I mean, I guess that also points back to just like you can do the works of the Lord and your heart does not be right. And then the Lord says, hey, I didn't, I don't, I didn't even know you. <laughs> Matthew 25. I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't know you. Because your heart was not in it for him. It was just in it for you. And that's an, what do you call that? An illegal, illegal access into the kingdom? Yeah. If you're not like using, in union your, with him. Using your faith, using your uh, giftings for yourself, like self-promotion. Yeah. All right. We're going to keep going on the fruits. <laughs> I just had to stop because love is so important. And this kind of love can really only come through relationship and yeah. with, with the power of the Lord working through you. <laughs> John 15 too, right? Or John 15. And so this is why it's so important to abide 
John 15, you just mentioned it. John 15, abide in me. I am, oh, you have it on here, but you have TPT. That's yeah, all right. I do, yeah. he, said, he, said, uh, he said, I'm the sprouting vine. You want to read it? And the farmer who tends the vine is my father. He cares for the branches, where the branches connected to me by lifting and propping up fruitless branches and pruning every fruitful branch. Um, if you're going through a pruning season, it's not the enemy, it's the Lord. You just, hallelujah, it's for you to produce more fruit. We're supposed to, to produce fruit. So every fruitful branch is supposed to yield a greater harvest. Um, the words I have spoken over you have already cleansed. That word also could mean pruned, has pruned you. Uh, so you must remain in, in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, um, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life joined to mine or intimately joined to mine. And nobody wants to be fruitless, right? I, I've never wanted to be fruity before until now, <laughs> actually. Okay. Makes me, hilarious. Makes me feel really good oh about, gosh. you know, fruit. I'm trying to think of this verse, sorry. Um... Is it this one? Matthew seven seventeen. Ooh, hold on. Matthew, let's go to 15. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit. But the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit. What? We were talking about this last night. I was talking about that. Yeah. The kind of fruit we should produce. Um, every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruits. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just, I'm just thinking about like how we're supposed to produce good fruit and then how Jesus went to the fig tree and was supposed to be producing fruit and he cursed it. And I'm like, Ooh, like I don't want to be a fruit, a tree that's not producing. And fruit. then they didn't even the think Lord it would curses. work. And then they were like, Oh, it actually worked. I've never thought about that before, <laughs> but I just wonder like if that analogy like has any parallels. So don't take this word as a teaching. I'm just look it up, research it, loud. research it. Um, but 15, what did you read? 15, one, uh, one through four. Oh, okay. It's just in a different way. Yeah. We should be producing like, delicious fruit <laughs> oh John we were 15. in we were in matthew seven seventeen. now i'm just back in john 15 oh yeah sorry <laughs> um sorry we're kind of jumping back so forth. in how do we produce fruit because you can't produce fruit just because like oh i'm gonna try really hard um it's a good question yeah it has to be by abiding with the Lord and intimacy with the Lord. And this has been a big thing that the Lord has been brought, br Lord help it, bringing up a lot within the last year or two, just intimacy with the Lord, intimacy with the Lord. He wants intimacy with you. That's the whole reason he made us in the first place. He wanted a family, but he wants a healthy family. And if you're not producing Ooh, fruit, rich. you're not being healthy. And don't you want to be healthy? Doesn't everybody? Isn't that like something that everyone wants to be? Well, yeah. If you if you got a tree that's like half unhealthy and yeah. half healthy, oh, you don't want to eat a rotten apple off that tree with the worm. Y'all ever seen the tree? You know the apple with the worm? I don't know where. I, in my childhood, it came back. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. I don't know. We had a cherry tree next to our house and a mulberry tree, and um, if you didn't get to the mulberries fast enough, the silkworms would get to them. 
after a certain amount of uh, you know weeks. And then the cherry tree, you had to be careful because worms would get to them uh, too. So I'm glad we have a good uh, vine, vine dresser because <laughs> I need that. I, <laughs> but see, I you have to spend vines, time <laughs> with him to get that fruit to be healthy. Ooh, that's good. And you have to spend time in his word and what his word says. Mm. And it's not about being legalistic. It's just about he wants you to be healthy. Mm. He wants you to so be. Um, this has just been a big struggle for me even lately. Like the Lord asking like uh, just me to put some things down. And I'm like, but don't you want me to have a good time, Lord? <laughs> don't you want me to have a good life? Don't you want me to have fun? And the Lord's like, kind of like, Galen, that's not what it's about. <laughs> you need to just trust me because I'm the vine dresser. I am, I am the he person. He wants you to produce more fruit. Yeah. And so sometimes well, like I mean, putting stuff down can be like. He wants you to be healthy. Healthy too. And the healthy, out of healthiness and out of that intimacy, you're going to produce fruit. You don't have to strive to produce it. Mm. Right, 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 right. You don't have to work to produce it. So fruit of the spirit is going to grow when you're rooted in the right place. It's not a work of the flesh. (laughs) It actually lists the works of the flesh in that same passage. Right, Galatians 5. You don't have to work for it. You just, it's fruit. It comes when you're in that place that you're supposed to be. Well, what what do fruit trees trees produce? Fruit. It it should come naturally. Like we should, as believers, as Mm -hmm. followers of Christ, we should look like Christ. We should be producing the same kind of things, the, the aroma, the fragrance of our Lord and Savior. We should, you know, so, yeah, I don't, don't want to get into No, it. it's really good. Okay, so joy. Sorry, I've just got way off topic, love. but love, joy. the first one. Joy. joy. One. You can slap that screen up back there, Christy. Joy is chara. Kara? I think it's Kara. Okay. Joy is not happiness, that is. It does not depend on happenstance. It is independent of our worldly situation. And in Philippians 2, Paul associates complete joy with fellowship and peace in the body of Christ. True joy is the result of the right, a right relationship with the Lord. So if you're not experiencing joy in your life, you might want to just check your relationship with him. Have you been just kind of ignoring him, which we all, okay, so let me just be transparent. Whenever I say things, I've been there and I probably am there right now. (laughs) So if you, if I say ignoring God, that sounds like really harsh, right? But we all do it in some ways. Basically just like having a full schedule, being busy, like trying to keep up with your life. Or like the Lord asking me to put stuff down. I'm like, "Ah, are you really asking me that? Like Andrew, when he asked him to put down coffee and he was like, that's not the Lord. (laughs) Sorry for calling you out there. It's all right. It was a thing. It was a thing. But I'm not saying that because I'm trying to call you out. I'm saying I've been there. I am there. It happens. And sometimes we get busy. Sometimes we just don't want to hear what the Lord has to say because we know what he's going to say. <laughs> Anybody ever been there? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> anyway, so if you are not experiencing joy, if you're not producing that fruit, then I would check your relationship with the Lord. And just make sure that good, there's nothing in between you guys. Application. Oh, thank you. That's excellent. Look at that. Peace. Can you say that word? No. Irene. Yeah, it's like Irene <laughs> to me. Irene. Uh, peace means everything good within the relationship. Harmony, friendliness, safety, order, rest, contentment, 
First Corinthians 3, 3 asserts that the opposite strife is from the flesh. And I would say peace is without anxiety, without worry for the future as well. Um, then patience. We talked about patience, uh, being long suffering in the face of persecution or abuse, kindness, charistotos. <laughs> Guys, it's hard. I don't speak Greek. The Bible never tells us to be nice. Niceness often comes from a fear of what others will think or do. Kindness is much harder. It encompasses the moral goodness and integrity required to know the right course of action with the strength to choose it. You want me to say it again? Kindness is much harder. It encompasses the moral goodness and integrity required to know the right course of action and the strength to choose it. In other words, you, you told me the example oh, because sometimes we think that like kindness is being nice, but being nice can just equate with like wanting to please people because you want people to like you. But true kindness, according to the It's like friendships when you have to tell the truth and you don't want to tell the person the truth, but you have to tell them because you love them and you need to kind. actually a kindness. Yeah, telling, telling somebody that they're wrong because like, hey, what you're doing is actually... <gasps> I have a good example. Okay, go for so it. So if you asked me if your outfit was really cute and oh, I didn't yeah. like it and I said, yeah, and it was terrible... That wouldn't be very and nice I feel or kind. Good, but then when I actually go out, I'm like. <laughs> and then somebody else laughs at you. I should have just been kind and told you your outfit was yeah, terrible, right? Right, Lace? <laughs> that's a very my, surfix example, yeah. okay? <laughs> that's a very surfix example, but uh, kindness is just harder because you have to. It, it goes with telling the truth. Yeah, like hey, like you, and you having told a lie. Like why did you lie? That was like that's me being kind, like confronting you when you didn't actually yeah. tell the truth. Yeah. Goodness agathosuni. Goodness is kindness with an edge. It is fierce kindness, able to do the right thing even if it's hard and even if it hurts somebody. That's so it's like yeah, it's like the same thing. Good in the New Testament is nearly always associated with God. And I almost say, I don't know nothing. I'm, I'm going to leave it for later. I'm going I'm to research that one. Well, I would say that goodness, using that last portion, because I read uh, John Bevere, his book. He did Good or God. Um, if you've never read the book, uh, amazing. And he associates how we don't have the ability in, in and of ourselves to differentiate between what is good or what is uh, God. And um, I find that to be so true in our society today because much of what the world and culture and society would equate with good isn't actually God. Even though it may seem as though people are for other people, it's not actually God because it it ultimately will um, cause the destruction of oneself. Because even though there's a way that seems good to a man, in the end it's destruction. And that's what Proverbs said many years before this was ever written. So goodness would be what God thinks what is God good. Holiness good. almost. Absolutely. It would equate with like holiness. Consecration. Yeah. Holiness. Faithfulness. The Greek word is pistis. That one's easier. Faithfulness in this verse does not mean loyalty or dependability. It means belief in God, acknowledgement of his word, surrender to him and the actions that naturally result from that surrender. When we possess the Spirit's fruit of faithfulness, then we are full of faith and trust in God. Man, that's so good. No matter what. And and his word, which is awesome. You should go through that again. That was okay. really good. Faithful, faithfulness in this verse does not mean loyalty or dependability. So it doesn't mean I'm loyal to God. 
It means he's loyal to me, basically. <laughs> it means belief in God, acknowledgement of his words, surrender to him, and the actions that naturally result from that surrender. So when we possess the Spirit's fruit of faithfulness, we are full of faith and trust in God. And that means his word and surrendering to that word. Trusting him with our life, no matter what that looks like. Wow. So even though I don't like what he's asking me to lay down, trusting him that I it'll still be... It's going to be good, better than I ever imagined. all things for our good. Yeah, exactly. So I trust, I'm going to trust him, even though I really want to keep that thing, or I like that thing, and that thing is not necessarily bad or sin. I just want to hold on to it, but he's asking me to let it go. And when I do that, I'm fully trusting in him and able to produce that fruit. Surrender to him. Yeah. So good. Um, Gentleness, paratis. Guys, I do not speak Greek. I'm sorry. This word does not have a true English translation, although meekness is often used. It is not referred to actions or attitudes towards others, but the spiritual condition of submission towards God. So it means to accept his correction without disputing or resisting. Much like kindness and gentleness comes from his position of strength, it is submission and grace without concern for one's own rights. That's pretty good. Andrew said... Last night I said, I think I said, it means to accept his correction without disputing or resisting. And he said, (laughs) ah. I said, yep, I feel that. Uh, I just like to think that I'm right. I just, I I, I have like a a self-control and a control issue and just like pridefulness sometimes. Same. I'm not going to confess like over myself, but I just know that like in In the the past, past, I've, you know. Yeah. And I'm not perfect like he knew that when he went to the cross like we weren't going to be perfect we were going to make mistakes <laughs> what was what was the uh thing you were saying last night about how like oh like if the lord gave up on peter after one night like oh because you were saying <laughs> you so we were like arguing over scripture or something last night and <laughs> andrew was saying something like well peter let him down that night and i don't what did you exactly well, say i was talking about how like since he's the vine dresser Okay, so some translations, um, I'll just go to the... Oh, it's the, in this one that you did. Translation. <laughs> in John 15, uh, New King James Version, he says, um, My father is a vine dresser, I'm the true vine. Every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And so, like, that sounds, like, really harsh because it's, like, when I, when I think of that, when I hear that, I think of, like, condemnation and shame and judgment, even though God is... is just in all of his ways and he's perfect and he can do whatever he pleases literally like if he does something he's righteous he's just so even though i may not understand it it doesn't make sense to me i have to trust him in that he's sovereign and powerful what are you gonna say well i was gonna say so there's two like this verse has two meanings for that so it says cut off or lifts up right so it it's so we were like in discussing both of those in, things. In, like in the English language, it just doesn't do a good job of like translating the Bible. Like the English language is just not great from Greek. So when you look in the, like the sidelines side from um, verse 2, it actually does say um, or lifts up. And I'm like, well, that's a completely different meaning in my understanding. Like if he's taken the, the branch away. But I said like what I'm if he cuts you off from someone? <laughs> like – that's it. That's the end. What if the branch is just someone connected to you that doesn't need to be there? Like a friendship or a relationship Something. or, yeah. Something so that could be cut off. Yeah. What? 
habits, habits that yeah. need to be cut off. So those things are hard, but it would be a good thing to cut off, it right? Would be a good thing but then I do like the other, the other, um, and the passion because it talks. Well, the about other one that says he lifts up, and so that you have. You know, have you ever seen gardeners lift up branches so that they can grow more? Yeah, like basically, yeah. like if the branch is unhealthy, and it's like I down. see I see the gardener coming alongside and he's tying it to like a healthy branch, or he's yeah. tying it back to the vine because he's like saying, okay, this needs more um, nutrients, like it needs more of. When you of can't really grow life. on the ground like that. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, like you need to be propped up. Like you yeah. need you need that unhealthy fruit, the bad fruit that's been produced while you're down there to be removed and so you need his help for that and so it's you know anyways i'm not sure how that had to do with peter though i think we were in another place well, because no because because uh i was just saying that like god is just so so good he's so merciful that even though like we fail him even though like we are just sometimes just really like we don't do the right thing um, he is just so good to us because he loves us through our mistakes, through our flaws. Yeah. And to me, I think that is such a true picture of him as the vine dresser because he, he came to Peter and he said, hey, even though like you failed me really bad, like you literally denied me. Like you said, I'm not okay, a but this is I think this is where I was like, babe, like you said, like he denied Jesus. Jesus already knew he was going to do it. And it was three times in one night. If, if God cut us off <laughs> for one night of our lives that we messed up, <laughs> we'd all be, we'd all be gone. <laughs> we'd that's all be gone or we'd end. all be we're cut off. <laughs> so I think that's where we were talking about. I said, no, God, Jesus knew. He knew where Peter was going already. He knew what he was going to do. He loved Peter through it. He even, he washed Peter's feet. He washed Judas's feet that night yeah and he knew G judas was going to do something way worse so we, than peter <laughs> yeah so we just see like this perfect production of the fruit of the spirit from our master and lord which i just think it just it's so humbling it's so beautiful to me and i and it's also challenging and inspiring because i'm like wow like i can do better like i know i can do better because he does better with us but see it's not about you doing better it's about you spending time with him because that's going to produce the fruit. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, because I see him. All right. Now I want to do better. Right. Now I know, I believe in myself right. to do better. But it's still fruit that comes from him. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just because, saying. I'm just making because, sure. Because I'm seeing him. First, yeah. that's why we have the first four yeah. parts of this. Beholding him. Beholding him. Because yeah. if you're not beholding him, you can't reflect him. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, we only have one more. Self-control. Egcratia. <laughs> uh, Self-control can also be manifested through strength. So all these words are kind of like you have to have strength and integrity. And <laughs> the word, root word implies a robust power, mastery, and restraining. Paul's teaching concerning self-control actually scared Felix, the governor he confronted in Acts 24. Uh, 24 verse 25, I think. And so my, I think the thing that I always get to the end of this and it says... Um, it says concerning these fruits, there's no law against them. Like you can have as much fruit as you want and that's not bad. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> there's no overbearing fruit, it's you know, only, it's not only not bad. It's absolutely imperative. Like we're commanded yeah. to produce fruit. So, and that's another big differentiation between these two is that gifts 
we're, we're commanded to desire, desire, but fruit we're commanded to produce. Like we should, it's not optional. Even mm -hmm. though, even though like producing the gifts is something that's like, the, these are not just something that come naturally. Mm -hmm. Fruit should come naturally because when something is planted, when a fruit tree is planted, when it's rooted, when it's, you know, connected to the vine, right, um, then it automatically produces fruit. And it's that kind of fruit that, like people desire like you have you ever been in a place where you've you've really been craving like an apple or a banana or like some type of fruit maybe it was an orange and you know you go through the whole work of peeling an orange right let's just talk about that that's just annoying like that's why drinking orange juice is so great and and you and you go to bite into that orange slice and like it's it's dry it's crunchy it's not juicy I imagine, to me, I imagine that when our life is not intimately joined to him, that is what the fruit tastes like. Because our love is not genuine. We're not actually faithful in our trust in him because we're not surrendered. We're not, we're not um, exhibiting self-control. I think that self-control is one of the most necessary fruits uh, of today because there's so many things in this world that look I yummy. Fasting is connected to self-control. Absolutely. And that's something I've come to realize this past year is that I'm a, I have not been a good faster, everyone. So just... That's okay. I haven't either. Don't throw stones, okay? Um, <laughs> but um, I just come to realize that it's good to practice self-control in that way. Even if it's just one thing, even if it's one meal, even if it's one. It's good to practice that, that self-control in that way anyway. Uh, there's other ways to practice self-control as well. I'm just... So, yeah, the fruit that we should be producing should be that kind of fruit that's like, oh, if you've never been to the Caribbean, if you've never experienced what actual fresh fruit tastes like, it's going to be Ooh, hard for you lime. to understand this. But um, maybe you've had like some piece of fruit and you're like, you went back to the grocery store and you tried to find that exact same melon. The second one was nowhere even close. Okay, so that's the kind of fruit that I'm talking about. It's, it's that almost like once in a season kind of fruit where you're like, wow, like, that is so good. And I believe this is the kind of fruit that, that Jesus produced for us to now replicate, reproduce for others around us in, a, in order that it would draw people to him because it all reflects him. It's all, it's all evidence that he is the way, he is the truth, he is um, the life. His love is the kind of love that just draws and pulls people mm -hmm. to him. And when we produce that kind of love, when people don't deserve it, it points people to him. Sure, mm -hmm. the gifts are important, and they point people to him because they're supernatural. And, I, and I, there, there's nothing to replicate the gifts of the Spirit um, except witchcraft, and that's demonic. And so you don't want to go that direction. Uh, but, but the fruit of the Spirit, is, it's, it's everlasting, it's eternal. It's something that you can wake up out of bed every day and say, you know what? I'm going to remain intimately joined to him because I want my life to produce that rich um, that rich kind of fruit that just tastes so good. I think the last thing that we really wanted to um, make sure that you guys understood is that bearing fruit means you're healthy, right? So it is beneficial to you, but fruit is often for other people, almost always. <laughs> and so... That's what, what a tree produces fruit for. It's like it doesn't eat its own this. fruit. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> like we should be eating each other's fruit. So if as weird as that sounds, it sounds weird. It sounds so weird. <laughs> Don't put that okay. on a t-shirt, guys. Do, do, do the analogy. Remember, I was like, I know. "What does fruit of the spirit mean?" <laughs> and remember, I was no. like, "You're like it's 
an analogy. I was like, oh, what? I said he was like, why is it called fruit of the spirit? I'm and like I was very like, literal, it's a metaphor. Guys. I'm just simple. I'm like, we're trees, and the fruit is things that we produce when we're connected to the vine, when we're connected to the Lord, when we're rooted. And he was like, but why is it called fruit? I'm like, do you don't we just explain the tree and the fruit? He was like, why isn't it called characteristics of being with the Father? I'm like, that's boring. Fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> God is creative, guys. He's fun. <laughs> so all that to say that we should be eating each other's fruit. Like we should the reason we should be producing fruit. So weird. Is, okay, is but for it's, the people it's, around it us. It is. I mean it's still biblical because he said bear one I'm of the producing burdens. love. You're producing patience for me. You're producing, you know, yeah, so like the we're reason all giving that, like, each other each other our fruit. We're sharing fruit. That's better. That's a better. Yeah, that sounds better. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> You're saying that you don't want to like retweet. I don't want to. I don't want to put it on a T-shirt. I don't want to do it. Share each other's fruit. Share your fruit. That's good. That's better. Let's let's. We got to get a work group for t- for this. You know? <laughs> this is why they don't let me on the creative team. Nope. <laughs> Lacey said exactly. <laughs> Um, but we want to take time, I think, um, just for more time with him, because that's how we produce fruit. Um, and do we have a prayer team today? That would be great. Normally, yeah, normally <laughs> I have a prayer Because um, we want you to be able to get needs met. And so these people have some fruit that they're willing to share with you. <laughs> oh, wow, that's so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this Lord. <laughs> High five him. <laughs> Um, but they have fruit that they're willing to share with you and pray with you and, and agree with you and gifts also. Um, so if you guys want, Miss Eileen's going to, she's going to play. And if you guys want to, someone to partner with you, someone to love you, someone to just, if you haven't had a hug in a while, um, feeling like the Lord just wants to give you a hug. Wow. I know that's, it sounds Amen. weird, but I think that the Lord is really he wants you to experience some of his fruit today and his gifts, but the fruit, yeah. the fruit of just his love and his gentleness and his peace. Anyway. And before you pray, oh, uh, yeah. before she gets up there, I just wanted to release over the online crowd. If you're online, um, I believe that the Lord wants to meet you with a spirit hug. As um, wild as that sounds, maybe you are in need of a hug and you can't be here in person, but I just really, I release that and bless um, every listener that God would just meet you where you're at. Um, uh, If you're here in the room, um, we'd love for you to just come forward, Um, especially for those online. I just really believe that God's spirit, the angels are even ministering to go forward and uh, carry out, produce God's will. So in Jesus' name, let it be so. And... um, did you want to pray anything else? Uh, no. Give it a couple of minutes. Okay. I'm good. All right. If if Miss Ellie, are you playing? She's okay. Coming. I just we, want to make sure. Stool. I'm sorry. I stole your stool. She had to go find one. I'm sorry. Does any of our prayer team have anything? All right. One thing that I was thinking as you were speaking is uh, one of the attributes of fruit is that it has seeds. If it doesn't have seeds, it's not a fruit. And the, 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 as we begin to produce fruit, those that fruit will spread in to others. But if we have bad fruit, it also has seeds, and it will spread to others as well. 
So we want to make sure that the fruit that we have is the type of fruit that we want to produce that will spread to others, right? You don't have to stay in your seat. You can move around the room. You can pray. You can be on your knees. You can come to get prayer. Feel free to just worship however you want to worship. You need to worship. You feel led to worship. <laughs> 